this is Will Wheaton. You're listening to Radio Brendo Man. Welcome to another episode of Radio Brendo Man. I'm Brendan Creasy. Phil is still on vacation after a long Comic-Con, so I am joined by my friend and friend of the show, although I don't know if you've been on the show by yourself. Have you, Emily? I don't think I have, no. I remember there was a few attempts, more than one. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been uh, on at all, though, no. (laughs) Okay, yeah, you're right. Probably just like, I think... Like Benview, Megacast stuff, and yeah, that's about it. Well, hey, welcome to Radio Brendo Man, finally. Thank you. It's nice um, to be here. It's 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 a monumental thing because this is our 350th episode. Oh, really? I did not know that. Wow. I feel honored. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, Phil's not a Phil's 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 in Palm Springs, so he can't enjoy this glorious occasion. Yeah. 350. Yeah, we'll try to honor him in his absence for for this special occasion. (laughs) I need to go let my dog back in because she's being very indecisive. She just keeps demanding to be let in and out of the room. Um, Oh my gosh. I'm going to wait for exactly... Which one? Which dog? Pretty. The pretty, the oldest one. Okay. It'll take me five seconds. Well, you go ahead and do that, and I will fill in the audience. Um, We just got back from Comic-Con. Well, I just got back from Comic-Con. And Emily was down in San Diego, but not for Comic-Con, really. I mean, I, she... did, I did make it in on Sunday, though. Oh, you did? I, I got, a, I got a Sunday badge, so I was able to go for one day. What did you do on Sunday? I uh, just walked the floor. Um, spent nice. too much money. Classic stuff. What did you get? Anything cool? Um, yeah, I got a set of D&D dice. Um, I got them in oh, like, nice. the colors of the trans flag. Uh and then um I I bought a Star Wars dress. It's like um it's got little landscapes of Jakku on it and like Oh, I think I I think we saw I think I looked at those with Phil and Janelle. I think oh, yeah. we looked at those dresses. I know exactly which ones you're talking about. Yeah. Those are awesome dresses. Yeah, it was a really cool dress. And they had like a fitting room in the booth which was crazy. So like I could see that it did fit, so I I I couldn't stop myself. Did you see the ones I think it was at another booth or might have been in that booth cuz Janelle almost got one. They were like Disney park themed ones. There was like a Haunted Mansion one. Oh uh, like, no, I didn't. I didn't see those. Oh, they were like it was like the pattern of the Haunted Mansion wall, huh? And like some other cool looking ones. I don't know. Janelle orders these really cool ones from um, I forgot her name. It's like this lady, and she has this Etsy store, and they're like really cool, like Disney, like for like you know like going to the Disney parks because they're not like obvious. Yeah. And like when you're going to Disney and there's so many obvious things you can do, you want to try to be different. Yeah. And go for a more subtle look. Yeah. Oh, the brave little tailor. That's her name. She's yeah. on Instagram and she does just these amazing work. Um, wow. I, this is, this is, this is, this is new territory for Radio Brindle Man. Oh, talking about fashion? Disney dresses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fashion corner on Radio Brindle Man. I like it. Um, yeah, speaking another... of fashion. Oh, sorry. I, um, 
I was going around with Andrew and Derek on preview night, and the first thing we noticed going around, I don't know if you noticed this, um, the shirts and hats have gotten, like, stupid expensive. I I didn't look at the shirts or hats at all, so I, I did not notice that. Yeah, like, you know, like the big wall of t-shirts? Like, I swear those things used to be, like, $15, $20. Um, yeah. It's, like, two for 50 now. Jesus. Like... Two for forty five plus tax, so it ends up being like fifty bucks. Like, yeah, I passed. Um, I passed the tower t shirts, but I didn't look at the prices. Wow. Yeah, they re- they've been jacking up their prices because people like come to the con and they're like, oh, I need this stuff because I want to because I'm wanna here get and from the con, yeah, yeah, and I and so they just like so they just keep jacking up the price. The hats were like the hats were really crazy. They were those were two for fifty or some of them they were like the cheaper quality ones were two for forty. And so I started taking pictures of stuff and looking it up on and I found it all on Amazon for like a fraction of the price. Yeah. <laughs> so I I ordered three snapback hats on Amazon for the price of like one and a half <laughs> If I had bought them at Comic Con and they were the exact same ones and it's all licensed stuff. And, um, if these are, cause I ordered a, I ordered a licensed Ghostbusters hat from Amazon thinking it was going to be like some bootleg thing. And like it had the, it had the Sony tag on it. And if it's a bootleg, it's the best bootleg I've ever seen. (laughs) And 12 bucks, man, it's a great deal. And I've seen that shirt. I've seen that hat all over Comic Con for like 25 bucks. So. I don't know. I was a little, after that, I was a little weary on shopping. Um, but I lived vicariously through Andrew who bought a bunch of stuff. Nice. Yeah, the um, dress I got was $60, which like, I mean, for like a dress is not too I mean, that's bad. a good deal, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I was in a definite money saving mode. Um, I was trying because, to be. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's so hard. But I was like, Pro Wrestling Guerrilla um, Battle of Los Angeles tickets go on sale on Thursday, and it's eighty five dollars a night. So oh shit, yeah. So all three nights is gonna be like that's two hundred and fifty five dollars plus PayPal fees. Yeah. Um. So I think I did my math right there. Um. If I didn't, don't correct me. Uh. So um. But send send corrections to me. I'll I'll take the hit. <laughs> what it should have been. Send your math corrections to at very cool Emily. Yeah, I'll and, take uh, and, and don't tell me. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, so I'm like, I, and I have to be there because it's, um, I'll try not to talk too much wrestling because I know you're not like following it this much these days, except when I text you crazy things that are happening. Yeah. Um, but I will say, um, and I think you can appreciate this. Um, it's kind of insane where everybody's at now of the people that were wrestling when we were going to all those indie shows together. Yeah. Like, I mean, the little snippets it, I've heard really, from seem insane. It's, it's really nuts. Like, I would say, like, just thinking about even the people from around here, like your local guys, like, all, like, the biggest stars from MWE that we knew, like, your, your famous bees, um, Joey Ryan, Brian Cage, Willie Mack, like those are your local SoCal guys. Those guys, you can all watch them on Netflix right now. Yeah. On Lucha Underground. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Considering like we saw them wrestle. And then you've got your like, who was on the national scene at the time. 
um, you know, the biggest successes of which are like obviously like Kevin Owens, well Kevin Steen now Kevin Owens and and your Chris Heroes yeah. and um, those guys. But now it but now it's like everybody's in WWE. They all are. They're all there. You're Rich Swan, T.J. Perkins, Brian Kendrick, even Brian Kendrick's back in WWE. <laughs> uh, you know, pretty much everybody that wrestled on those. Um, those QPW shows they went to are either in are either in WWE or Ring of Honor or New Japan or a combination of those. Yeah. Um, um, Kyle O'Reilly, who we saw wrestle, I think the last uh, QPW show I went to just got signed to WWE. So I don't know. I don't want to ramble on about wrestling, but I just think that's cool, and that's what makes punk rope pro wrestling cool. Like indie shows, it's like punk rock because you're like. We saw all those guys wrestle in a bingo hall. Yeah. And, and now they're on TV and being very successful. And yeah. for me, it's kind of, it's kind of inspiring because it's like those guys worked, those men and women, um, wrestle, like worked really hard and gave up so much of their life and their time. And they, and now they, you know, they made it. Yeah. And that's it's cool. really awesome. Um, so I don't know. Um, back to Comic Con. Um, we had a lot of fun just kind of hanging out at non-stuff, non-official convention stuff. Yeah. Uh, my highlight with you guys, you and Andrew was we made it into the Kingsman, um, burger party thing. Yeah, that was so weird. Kingsman just took <laughs> over the hard rock and like gave everyone free burgers and drinks. And not just like, cause we were expecting like sliders and like a week watered down beverage or something and you got a full burger with chips and not like fritos or something like homemade chips fancy chips fancy chips and two very stiff drinks (laughs) very stiff indeed yes so yeah by the time like by the time i think emily by the time you got there i had already had like two old fashions yeah and like man um we had a good time. We were singing karaoke. Well, we were singing along with the karaoke. That must have been I was, when I was like talking to Andrew because I do not, I I do not recall that happening. I, we were all. I was all. We I was singing Bon Jovi. I don't know about you. At the Kingsman uh, thing. Yes. I don't recall that at all. I remember. Us I think you were in the bathroom or talking to somebody. That checks. I did go to the bathroom at one point um, because I remember us singing Sweet Caroline at one point. That happened too. Yeah. We were all singing and having a good time. I was talking to strangers, yeah. which is something I love doing at Comic-Con. <laughs> I normally don't do it, but man, like Andrew and Derek could probably do a whole podcast about all the conversations I had with Lyft drivers <laughs> in front of them. Yeah. Um, because I don't know. It's so easy to talk to people at Comic-Con and also there's free alcohol everywhere so that also makes it even easier just sort of lubricates everything for you yes um and i don't know i had a really fun chill time this year yeah uh and and i'm i'm i was bummed you didn't get to go to the whole thing but you know you'd just come back from your trip to canada and and so you know and you know you got, you're going to see, you went to see, um, the, uh, McElroy's, which is exciting. I, I did, yeah. I ended up seeing them, um, including ye- yesterday. I'd seen them three times this last week. 
Um, oh man, what was the so what, what what was the first one? So first one was the the Adventure Zone, which I saw on Friday night during Comic Con. That's the D and D podcast that they do. Um, yeah, for, the, for those who aren't aware. Um, mm-hmm. Then my brother, Wait, did- my brother and me, which is their main show on Saturday, and then yesterday I mm-hmm. went to the at midnight zaping they did. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. man, that's so awesome. Yeah. How how was the at midnight? It was it was a lot of fun. It was weird. Um, they I I've, so the only taping I'd been to before ever was a Conan taping. I've been to a few of those. A couple with you. Oh yeah, um, we went for my birthday and another time. Yeah. Yeah, and what I what was different here was they didn't have an applause sign. Instead, they just had like two dudes at the front of the <laughs> at the front of the audience, <laughs> sort of like yeah. lifting their hands up when you're supposed to applaud and then shushing you down when you're supposed to stop. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. That's cool. I I I'm, I was very surprised to see that at midnight is ending. Yeah, um, that's yeah. I, I mean, I never watched the show, so I I, I never really yeah. did either. But I just know it's like a huge thing in the comedy scene. Yeah. And I'm like, what are all these comedians like? It gave a lot of comedians like a jobs. lot of visibility yeah. and jobs and stuff to do. Yeah. So I hope something's gonna fill that void. Yeah. Because I know a lot of comedians that I liked were on that show. Yeah. But I'm not up at midnight, and it felt weird watching it, like, on Hulu, because I, like, I feel like that's a live experience, you know? Yeah. So I never really watched it that much. So yeah. it's my fault. <laughs> so I'm I'm sorry, Chris Hardwick. I um, think, I think you, Chris Hardwick is fine. I, I think I he's going to be okay. Just fine. <laughs> I think he's going to be okay. I think he's fine with his ten other shows that he has. His ten other shows and his um, Hearst fortune. Yeah. Oh yeah, I totally uh, forgot about that. I know, man. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, uh, I was just I saw Chris um on the IMDb boat, but he was like, of course running off to somewhere else. Yeah. So I didn't get to talk to him. I was a little bummed. Um because uh we were once on a podcast together, which is still kind of crazy <laughs> that that happened. Yeah. And uh and I was man, I still can't stop thinking about that IMDb boat. I wish I was still on it right now. <laughs> and uh I really love that boat. You play Call of Duty with some with some with some Teen Wolf boys, as I recall. If for those yes, I did. I did. Oh my god! I, I think that story bears. Uh, yeah, everybody, listen to the Benview Megacast because uh, you can hear about me. Um, I ended up playing Call of Duty with a lot of people um, <laughs> on Saturday. I ended up. I was because like every. I was just like I'm just gonna. They would always need somebody to fill in, and so I was. I ended up playing with some of the DC like. Some of the CW show people, I'm not sure who, um, cause I don't watch any of those shows. Do you remember what shows they're from at all? I know there was some Legends of Tomorrow people on board at one point. Yeah. And, um, I did know who Brandon, <laughs> Brandon Routh was, cause he's yeah. on that now, which yeah. is sad. I'm like, you got demoted. Yeah. <laughs> like you were yeah, Superman, dude. What yeah. does he play now? I don't know. Do you know? I don't know. Because I don't know. Okay. And then who else was on there? Oh, oh, I, um, I, I saw, I, I, I saw the kid. I, I like shook his hand, but didn't get to talk to him. Um, 
the kid from Big Daddy who is now um, Jughead on Riverdale. Oh, awesome. And he was a very handsome boy. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, But it's weird. But I'm like, he's older now, but still like that Big Daddy. I can't get that out of my head. But he doesn't yeah. look anything like it. Like, I, I didn't – I wouldn't – I forgot who told me that. I think it was – I forgot who told me that. But until somebody told me that, I didn't know that that was that kid. I had yeah. no idea. Um, but – and then I was like, well, now what does his twin brother get to do? Because they don't really need him anymore. <laughs> I don't know. That's I don't sad. remember the character Big Daddy well enough to know exactly what you're talking about. Well, the kid and Big Daddy, they had two of them so they could swap oh, the them and Daddy. have them longer. You know the Wait, that, um, Adam that, Sandler movie? Yeah, yeah. No, I know that movie. That kid's Jughead now. Yes. I didn't realize that was. The, I didn't make the connection that you. I guess they're the the, the twins. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I know. Also didn't know they but were then twins. I'm like, well, so his twin. So he had a twin brother, and I'm like, if that kid's an actor, like, did they both audition? How did that work? <laughs> like, um, yeah. Or are they like not telling us that there's going to be some crazy, uh, evil twin Jughead storyline? coming down the pipe i'd be into that because you know how like the one buffy episode where they used uh nick brendan's twin brother actually maybe they used him more than once i'm trying to remember but they used him a couple times it was very creative yeah so you didn't have to do so you could do really good twin stuff like you have an actual twin you don't need to do that Haley mills mirror tricks or whatever it is that they do that's something you could put on your resume as an actor with a twin (laughs) i have a twin twin storyline I got, I got one. one. Yeah. I can save you so much money. Yeah. Um, it's still weird that they did that whole, that all of Parent Trap is just camera tricks. Yeah. Can't believe it. The more, like, the more I think about it, like, that's crazy. Yeah. That must have been a pain in the butt to film. <laughs> I mean, yeah, probably. I'm just trying, I'm just, I don't know why I've never thought about the practicalities of filming that movie. Yeah. Did they film, did they film every scene twice? Um. Are they I, just, I oh wait, I okay. Wasn't, I wasn't, I, I tell you, Bruno, I wasn't on set, so. No, I think I remember seeing a, they actually had a documentary and they filmed the scene with just one of them and then, so then she had to film the second part by herself. That couldn't yeah. have been easy because yeah. then like the second time you're not acting against anybody uh-huh. and then they like merge the plates to but that I don't is know also like I don't film most acting plate. is now is your acting well now yeah so Haley Mills was a trailblazer yeah and you, yeah she was acting to tennis balls before <laughs> anybody I wonder I haven't if seen it was that a version of the Parent Trip I've only seen the Lindsay Lohan version oh my gosh well you should watch the Parent Trap and then you should watch. All the other Haley Mills parent traps, because there's like six of them. Um, oh, I, I and, did not realize there was more than one. Oh, there's like they made the one in like the 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 fifties, and then when she like grew up, they were like, "All right, Disney Channel needs a lots of movies," and I think it was actually the ABC Wonderful World of Disney, and they made like a few of them. Yeah, because if and they were Disney Channel she, original like, movies, I would have seen them because I watched all of those obsessive No, it was kids. definitely ABC, Wonderful World of Disney, and the, the Parent Trap 2, which is my favorite. Um, so now it's her, and her daughter is trying to parent trap her. Okay. And Does her, she's... Okay. Does her sister try- still come into play? I, Yes, except all it is is she calls her sister and her sister's like in California somewhere and they talk on the phone. And that's it. Does she have twin daughters herself? 
no, but okay. her, but it's, so it's not full parent trap. It's just this girl meets another girl and they yeah. realize their parents are compatible. So I guess it's not really parent trapping, just, hey, we're going to set our parents up. So I, I, mean, guess, I guess it's a lazy good. parent trap. If it was the same, it was, if it was the exact same in every movie, it would get tiring. Also, it's like, wouldn't they have figured out not to abandon their kids? Yeah, they're like, wait a minute, like, I, I know this trick. Cause also, like, the more, like, somebody brought this up, like, those people are really shitty parents. Yeah. Like, the worst parents. <laughs> like, what happened in their marriage that they're like, hey, we're gonna make our kids pr- not know that they have a sibling? Like, yeah, that's very, there had to have been, like, careful planning. Yeah. Like, there had to have been meetings and lawyers and, like, Was that there... had to take, I don't understand. I don't remember from the the Lindsay Lohan version. Was there a sort of supernatural element where the twins maybe sensed each other before they met? As twins are sometimes said to do. I don't think so, but maybe. Be, I, I don't. I would know, like I don't to make a third that. version of the Parent Trap where that does come into play. But although I suppose in, I'm just talking about the X Files episode Eve at that point. <laughs> so in the Parent Trap two, it's the dad uh, is Tom Scarrett, and I mean, who can resist? Sure. So, I don't know. I really like that movie. Who, can you help me and remind me on Tom Scare? That's a name I recognize, but I can't quite place it. Um, he's like the in Top Gun. He's like the guy that tells the Tom Cruise, the mentors Tom Cruise. Okay, and sure. I just know him from the Tim and Eric episode where they're trying to get Tom Scare to be in their commercial, <laughs> and uh, I don't know. And they yeah. sing a song about Tom Scare. And he's in a bunch of us. He's like your '80s TV dad kind of guy. Gotcha. He's in a lot of stuff. Um, I think I don't know. No, he's not like any of the TV dads. But he's got that TV dad thing. But I think he was like a dad. movie. Fine. He's like a movie dad because okay. I think he was too big for TV. But he's definitely got that TV dad look. Yeah. He kind of looks like Mike Ditka. That's interesting. Like, but maybe not really. Maybe I'm just imagining that. <laughs> I just I don't know. You're just projecting um, Mike Ditka onto Tom Skerritt. Yeah. Oh, I don't a, know. I, uh, he was an alien. Oh. Yeah, he's the main guy in Alien. Yeah. <laughs> that movie, that Tom Skerritt. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, I know exactly who that is. There you go. I knew he was in something big. But <laughs> within a few years after Alien, he was Parent Trap 2 in it. So, yeah. Bummer. Um, what are you, who was, what are you do you remember do? who the mom was in Parent Trap 2? What mom? Oh, it would have been Haley Mills, huh? It Duh. was Haley Mills. I of, yeah. I was I like, I got, I, got, I got lost in the, I got lost in the plot for a second there. <laughs> it's pretty tricky. Think, thinking of it as an organic story instead of a parent trap sequel. I was obsessed with these movies. I, I do find it interesting cause like you and Andrew are like a whole different, cause you're still VHS kids. Yeah. That's, but that is totally cool. different VHS tapes. Yeah. Um, which I quickly realized when Andrew's number one movie on the recent Movies Made Me podcast available at mmmpodcast.com was Where Back a Dinosaur, whatever That's that, a, fucking a dinosaur great movie story. though, Brendan. If, it's so I, much so that I, I just called you Brendan okay. instead of Brendo because that's how serious okay. I am about Where Back. I'm not making fun of it because if, if, if that, if I was a VHS, if that was my VHS when I was a VHS kid, 100%. Because, <laughs> But because th- that movie, like that movie, got swept under the rug so fast, yeah. Um, which made me realize, like, uh, night, we're, like, 
That was a Universal movie, wasn't it? I think so. That sounds true to me. Didn't it come out the same year as Jurassic Park? Were they just like totally going dinosaur crazy over there or what? It was a real, the 90s was, everyone was dinosaur crazy. Oh, I mean, I guess there were like five Land Before Time movies released in that decade. Yeah. I can confirm it was 93 and it was uh, Universal. So yeah, they were like dinosaurs. Like yeah. we're just dub. Like we are gonna make so much money between Jurassic Park and yeah. We're Back. I mean, yeah. and then <laughs> I don't know what they were thinking. <laughs> I just, I just, I just. They really. I wonder if they did have h- how high their hopes were for that movie. Because I don't remember also, it getting a. Were, I don't remember getting a huge me- push. Like, you saying this right now is the first I've ever heard of it not, like, getting a good reception or whatever, because, so it came out in 93, I was two, I I knew it through VHS, loved it, all my friends loved it. This is, like, the first I've ever heard that, like, well, we're I'm, back. Well, I'm is not sure a it was a great VHS movie for you guys, <laughs> that but... That's what I'm saying, this is, I had no idea that it wasn't just a beloved, massive success, like, I just assumed it was because everyone I know loves it. I seriously, for a while... Because I definitely did not see it in the theater, and I didn't even know that it came out in the theater. Because that's how, like, 1993, I don't even know, there wasn't a whole ton, I mean, Jurassic Park, but, um, I mean, yeah. we, as far as animated stuff, I mean, that was like Nightmare Before Christmas, which bombed. Yeah. Uh, what else came out? What Disney movie came out there? Oh, was that Lion King? No, Lion King was 94, so. Yeah, I think Lion King. I don't even know. Oh, Aladdin? No, and that was ninety two. So, that, yeah, I, I would believe either of those, but I, I I don't know Disney super well. So, well, any, but I, but so, uh, but yeah, we're back. Uh, I was just, I was like, all right, Andrew, Andrew's got me hooked. So yeah. I listened to that whole episode like in one sitting. Normally, you know, I, I think break that, it I think up. We're back is also probably what's immediately solidified a lifelong love of John Goodman <laughs> for me. Oh yeah, well, I mean, that's that's that was that was in his. He was in a lot of voice stuff. Yeah. At the, during that, I mean, I guess he he has been doing voice stuff pretty much. If I were John Goodman, I would yeah. do all that stuff. Because, man, when you're like that big, and I feel like you know, you're you, if it's like let's say you have any kind of dry spell with movies, and you're that big, they probably think you can just do voice work all the time, and you don't even have to. Man. Yeah. Yeah, voice work in cartoons, Frozen Peace commercials, that's all you need. Do you think, like, isn't there, like, a real beef between, like, the real voice actors and then, like, celebrity voice actors? Like, there's a lot of resentment, I think. Isn't that, like, a huge part of the documentary, I Know That Voice? Yes, now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Because I know they were, like, you know... I don't know, but it does suck because, like, when you're gonna, like, when you're like, you know, Tom Kenny or somebody, and now you're competing with like every A-list actor in Hollywood. Yeah, that's gotta be a little tough sometimes. Yeah, so then they true. like, I've noticed now it seems more that they'll have like their A-list actor troupe, then they throw the like whole voice actor people, like, like they got their own, they got their like little B parts. Yeah. In a lot of stuff. Cause like, Tom Kenny and those guys' names pop up in all that stuff just way down the credits. Yeah, and I, 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 I I'm not trying to like shit on anyone, but I was watching the trailer for, um, uh, or I was in the theater and I saw the trailer for, um, The Nut Job 2. Um, and like, they're making whole, a second one? Yeah, they're making a second Nut Job. Um, I guess all those kids' movies just make, they're gonna make money. 
And that movie's like starring Will Arnett, who like I, I mean, I love Will Arnett, I love Rest yeah. Development, even though in retrospect, it's maybe one of the most transphobic TV shows like of all of recent memory. Oh man, like yeah. three different horrible plot lines. Um, but but that notwithstanding, like Will Arnett is not like an A list celebrity, but he's also he's also not a voice actor. Like they're also competing with with them too. Yeah, um, which has got to be kind of rough. Yeah, it's the it's got that's why I think the like. The voice act, like professional, like those voice, like the voice actors are yeah. so like tight knit and like protective because like they are like getting pushed out of their jobs yeah. kind of, which is everybody should like check out. Cause I know they're making a TV show now, like a show, like a series for I know that voice. Oh yeah. And yeah, they, they, I think they, they had a panel at Comic Con that I didn't get to go to. I didn't get to, I didn't go to a single voice panel at Comic Con, which I always try to go to some. Because they're very entertaining. Yeah. And you always hear, because again, like, because it's such a small world, that guy probably, the guy up on stage or that lady up on stage probably voiced, like, half your childhood. And then yeah. they go real deep. They're like, I was a shirt tail. I was a get-along gang person. I was three different snorks. And you're like, oh, my <laughs> God. Yeah. Like, and then if you get, like, Maurice, Maurice LaMarche or somebody up there, that's, like, everything. Yeah. And... And then he get and then he always starts doing his Orson Welles. Oh, it's great. Also, because like half his characters are Orson Welles too. That is one hundred percent true. Man, like, did he just like from a young age just he's like, I gotta get this Orson Welles thing down. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm gonna be this so gonna money. Sell. I am Kids the Orson Welles. The eighties and nineties are gonna love my Orson Welles. To the Wells fact voice. that even in Ed Wood, they like, did Vincent D'Onofrio attempt? To do Orson Welles' voice, or did they know. know they were gonna dub his voice in? Yeah, I don't know. I want to hear the Vincent D'Onofrio attempted yeah. Orson Welles voice because maybe it was good. It couldn't have yeah, been that good, good, right? He's a good actor. I, yeah, yeah. But if they like paid Maurice Lamarche to do the <laughs> act, to do his impression, like how yeah. good could it? Be? I would. Derek and I just saw that in the theater. There's a Tim Burton double feature. Of, uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure and Ed Wood at the New Beverly over the summer. It's great. Yeah. Um, and R.I.P. Martin Landau, who yeah. is so amazing in that movie, but will also be remembered for his role as Sal Bandini in Ready to Rumble. Yes. That, Which I, I saw that movie is for a the weird... first time like a couple years ago. I cannot believe that it was not my favorite movie when i was eight because holy oh man that movie has you all over it It what i told you because i remember i would tell you about it on mbws you're like what are you talking about what and i'm like yeah this happened and this happened you're like what (laughs) i'm like yeah that movie's amazing i feel bad for the all people who made that movie because they made it specifically for me and i just didn't watch it i I just completely is it because you weren't a wcw fan probably yeah because you were like a wwe person yeah you watched was, you like you like the big show and stuff. Exactly, yeah. Like were you when even aware of WCW? I mean, I knew it existed, but I I'd never watched it. And also, okay. by, I mean, I my, by that the time bulk it was of like my the wrestling, worst. WCW was like gone. Like, gone, yeah. 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 But yeah, um I love that movie, but it's so bad. <laughs> like it's so ridiculous. My I think what's your favorite wrestler cameo in that movie because I have like a few um, um, I can't decide actually now that I'm thinking tough. about it. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't. I'm trying to. I, I don't want to just have dead air here. Um, I think my favorite. I'll go. I'll go. I have two. Um, I, oh wait, I have my favorite. I've just realized my favorite. Okay, it's Randy Savage for sure. I was gonna say if it, Randy Savage yeah. was the. It was so amazing because I think that may have been one of the first appearances of Super Jacked Rand, Macho Man. Like. Yeah. Um, where every, and everybody's like, holy shit, what happened to Macho Man? Yeah. Um, and, and then my second favorite is, um, man, there's so many though. Cause like, <laughs> Goldberg's is really stupid. Yeah. Um, Sting's, and he's just up at the top of the rap. I don't know. That's goofy. <laughs> um, but then I love, I think my favorite thing of the, with the, like the actual wrestlers stuff is, um, Sid Vicious and Perry Saturn is like the stupid henchman. Yeah. Um, when they're like, when they go and try to kidnap Martin Landau's character, Sal Bandini, and he like beats the crap out of him and he like pops up out of that little trap door and like just <laughs> like it's so insane. Yeah. And cause I'm like, Sid Vicious could kill Martin Landau. Like I don't care. Like, <laughs> um, but he is, but I guess cause, um, what and the other thing is like th- that character is so inside baseball when it comes to wrestling because like nobody I would say ninety percent of the people watching that movie in theaters don't know that it's like it's base it's a it's a parody of Stu Hart, which is like yeah. really deep and random. <laughs> um, and yeah, I feel like those kinds of movies always like they're super weird and like most everything about them is like the result of some weird writer's team of 20 people oh, in the yeah. studios and, and trying to make an appealing movie. But there's always, like, one little thing that's just, like, a super inside thing because yeah. of the, at some point one wrestling fan saw it. I was like, I'm like, going to get this in the movie whether or not it kills me. I'm sure, I think Vince Russo, like, wrote a pass on that script. <laughs> so that, like, some of it, so that part does make sense. Yeah. Because that was during that era in WCW and, like, they were just spending, they were just throwing money at everything. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, um, I'm just, now I'm thinking of, now all I can think about is ready to rumble because it's so <laughs> crazy. But, uh, yeah, my, I remember watch, I went to that movie in the theater having no idea what to expect because the trailers didn't make any sense. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, what's going on? David Arquette's a wrestler and Oliver Platt's a wrestler, but there's also real wrestlers and, and Diamond Dallas Page has a big role in this movie. And like, what is happening in this movie? So when they go to that first wrestling match yeah. and you get to see like, Diamond Dallas Page and Oliver Platt like planning their match in the ring. I was like, this is more inside than than the freaking Beyond the Mat, which came out around the same time. I'm like, they're showing how they make wrestling matches happen. Yeah, like that that was pretty crazy. Um, but also it made it seem like wrestling was sort of real. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that film takes place in a weird universe where wrestling is fake real. That, yeah, it's, <laughs> like, it's, it doesn't make any sense. Like, at the end of that movie, they actually, like, in the movie universe, they throw Diamond Dallas Page off the top of that giant death cage. Yeah. And it's crazy. Also, I was really disappointed that, cause that death cage was actually, that triple decker cage is actually, like, kind of amazing. But yeah. that that whole thing, them having that and then using it at a pay per view, um, like led I think was directly 
part of the events that led to David Arquette winning the W, the NWA WCW <laughs> world title. Yeah. So yeah, that was, that whole thing is nuts. Yeah. Um, that was a weird. All time. right. Well, I think we've talked about all that stuff <laughs> enough. Um, we do not have any reader mail this week. I would encourage people to go to our contact page at radiobrendo.com and click the contact link. Hit us up, Twitter, at Brendoman, Instagram, Facebook, all that, and um, we'll read your stuff. Yeah. Um, as long as it's not gross. All right. Um, check out our – if you go to popboxmusic.com slash store, that's where you can buy our vinyl record, 7-inch – that's a lot of words <laughs> – our seven inch vinyl record, uh, yeah. featuring, um, me and Phil talking about vinyl records. It's a little yeah. mini episode of Radio Brenner Man. And I think they're $20 with shipping included and you get an MP3 download. That's at popboxmusic.com slash store. Yes. Cause vinyl's expensive people. And, uh, yeah. Um, also you can get our book, Brax the Alien Rocker presents Tales from Planet Earth Volume 1 um, yeah. at Amazon or Lulu. The links are at BraxComics.com. All these links are also at RadioBrendo.com. And uh, speaking of Radio Brendo, man, that's a podcast that you're listening to, and it's also on the Benview Network. Yeah, that, that was, that's a good sentence. That, was, that works. Yeah. That's the thing. Um, but there's lots of other shows on the Benview Network. And, hey, Emily, why don't you talk about your and Andrew's new show? Because I've yeah. been really enjoying it. It's called the Super Mario Brothers Minute. Um, Andrew and I watched the Super Mario Brothers live-action film from 1993. This is a big year from uh, our big episode for oh, dubious films from 1993. Um, there was a lot happening in <laughs> Super Mario um, Brothers. But we watch the live-action Super Mario Brothers movie minute by minute, and we also watch each minute the number of times that it is. So, like, today we just released the 17th uh, minute, which means Wait, that we watched... who made Super Mario Brothers? Is that Universal? Uh, there were also dinosaurs in that movie, like, more than they should be from the games. I, Jurassic I Park it, just took over the whole world. I think world. it was Universal. I'm not 100% sure, but I actually do think it was Universal. I'm going to double-check that real quick. Man, because um, that's, like... yeah. They really thought they had the dinosaur market cornered, if that's the case. Yeah, because oh, no. the wizard... It was, it, was, it was not universal. Oh, the wizard was, was universal. So I'm thinking of the wizard. That was universal. Not yeah, Super Mario. it was... Um, let me see. It Distributed was, by Walt Disney Studios through Hollywood Pictures. Whoa, it's a Disney movie. Yeah. That's not a, that's unexpected. That's, oh man. So they knew, they must have known it was bad if they threw it off to Hollywood pictures, not even Touchstone. They wouldn't put Touchstone on that thing. It's not bad. Brendo is the thing. Yeah. It's a great but movie. Hollywood pictures was like their like D list label. Yeah. <laughs> um, if they wouldn't even put that at a Touchstone like catalog. <laughs> Um, um, hey, I, no, I'm, yeah, you, I'm willing to give it another shot. I have been very entertained by your podcast. Yeah, I know plenty. Each that movie, time it is, so 17, we watch it 17 times. It's going to get insane. See, Please listen. It's a lot of So fun. let me ask you this question. How old were you when you first saw Super Mario Brothers? I would have been five years old. I tell this story on the podcast, but yeah. I, I saw it for the first time on VHS at daycare. In our, okay. in our daycare at school, they, for some reason, showed us the Super Mario Brothers movie. 
And I remember even then, like, everyone else kind of wasn't really paying attention, didn't seem mm-hmm. into it, but I was enthralled. Oh, I yeah. I'm, I'm so sure much. if I was five, I would be captivated, but unfortunately, um, Emily, I it was not up. five. I was not five. <laughs> I was 13, and I wanted a Super Mario Brothers movie. See, that's the thing. If you're 13 and wanting a Super Mario Brothers movie, that's the, that is the exact wrong mindset to go into it. <laughs> well, I mean, God forbid they call it Well, I was just talking about this. And advertise it. I'd been reading about this movie in Nintendo Power for, I I swear, (laughs) like five years. I was I was just talking about this with with Andrew on the episode we recorded today. Mm -hmm. I I really love just the fact that this movie exists, like because it is so bizarre. It is so different from anything in the Super Mario Brothers canon mm -hmm. that. I I really like that at a certain point. Well, yeah, everyone totally. just kind of lost their minds and was like, "Fuck it! What if this is what Mario is now?" Well, um, as as we've come to learn, like in his interviews that he talks about, like Miyamoto, like has been he's like Stan Lee in the sense that you know Stan Lee spent years trying to get Marvel movies made. Miyamoto has been trying to get a like a Mario movie made like forever. It's like his dream. Well, he succeeded in 1993. Well, he's still trying, according to him, he's, he's yeah. still trying to get that movie that he wants made. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, so basic, so here's the thing that I thought was really, um, dedicated about your show. I don't, I don't want to say anything. I don't want to be mean because I think I'm very impressed. Um, you watch for the whatever minute number it is. That's how many times you watch the minute. Yeah. Yes, that's correct. I was trying to explain that earlier. I think maybe on Mike. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, but I do do that. So, like as I was saying, um, we just released Minute 17, so we watched that one 17 times. Uh, t- we recorded three episodes today, 19, 20, and 21, so we watched those 19 oh times, 20 gosh. times, 21 times. Oh my gosh. Um, it's gonna get real, it's gonna get buck wild by the end because we're, we're gonna get to Minute 100 and we're gonna have to watch it 100 times. That's gonna, you're not gonna, there's no way you're gonna be able to look at that remotely from an objective point of view or anything. I don't know what you're talking about. We're gonna, we're gonna have such deep insights from, from, we're gonna, we're gonna fuse our, our, our actual brain cells are gonna fuse with the film and we're gonna connect with it on a level that no one ever has before. Well. I'm excited to get, I'm, I can't wait till we get there. <laughs> I will definitely be listening to that yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah, I look forward to it. Hey, this is Emily and Andrew and we just watched something a hundred times. We're gonna get confused. We're gonna introduce the show as Luigi and Daisy. Because we're gonna not understand who we are anymore. <laughs> you are gonna be, you're gonna be in yeah. the Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah. We're gonna, okay, yeah. so you guys think that it's great that there's just like mushroom fungus and that the king is a fungus? I mean, I yes. guess he's a mushroom. One hundred percent. I think that's great. What about Yoshi? I mean, come Yoshi on. Yoshi looks cool. He's a cool little velociraptor. Okay, I can't even. I can't even <laughs> right now. So <gasps> Toad is like a weird. Do you think straight, they straight saw? Do you awesome. think they some? Okay. Do you think that they somehow snuck in? To ILM and like compared their like Yoshi to the Velociraptors in Jurassic Park and we're like pretty close. Um, yeah, I do. Because <laughs> <laughs> they do, they're very similar. They are. They do look very alike. 
Wait, did ILM do Super Mario Brothers? Because if so, I, like I can't, I cannot believe that that's the case. <laughs> There's no way, right? Um, I'll t- do you know prob- the score for Super Mario Brothers? Hmm. Um, Alan Silvestri. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> so they were throwing some money around. I yeah. mean, jeez. Well, that's um, like that's like one of the one of the I forgot which of the one of the movies in uh, an MST in the new MST3K had a freaking um, James Horner soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, How is that possible? Yeah. Sometimes people have money. <laughs> doesn't make it like you know. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. I mean, if, I'm if, trying I, to figure out who um, who did the special effects. I'm not seeing it on. Uh, well, I'm not seeing it. Oh, um, oh, oh no, that's not the. I, I thought this would have been the special effects, but no. The the two directors were hired. We we talked about this on the show. They were hired because of their work on Max Headroom. Um, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Which really, I was a big sense. Max Headroom fan. Like, I think you could get into Super Mario Brothers then because I think you, there is there is that there's vibe there. Now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, it does have a Max Headroom vibe. I can yeah. see that. See, okay, I'm a, I'm a all right. You're over. already selling me more <laughs> on this, and I also, man, Andrew was talking about Roger Rabbit on Movies Made Me, and now I like I wanted to watch that, but um, it's the New Japan G1 Climax Tournament, and there's they're they're doing a show every day until August. Yeah. And I have to stay caught up otherwise I'll never catch up and I don't know. I'm very overwhelmed right now with everything and it's also <laughs> post Comic-Con depression which yeah. I'm sure you're familiar with and yeah, happens to everyone. So, I don't know. I'm I'm thankful for my medication. Yeah. <laughs> uh so um, so that's our, that's our Benview spotlight, but also be sure to check out all the other shows on the Benview Network at benviewnetwork.com. You got Mandarian Orange Show, Star Wars Nerd Unite, uh, Ray Gun Readers, Faux Boys, um, and Amusings, and Nothing New, the new podcast about remakes featuring Andrew, Lindy, and Justin Keyson. Yeah. And I um, was just, also, um... I Sorry? ran into David and Kayla from Man Amusings uh, at Comic Con, and oh, yeah. uh, I-, I think I'm going to be on an episode sometime to talk about how Ooh. much I hate Disney movies, <laughs> uh, which will be fun. That I'm definitely looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, see, there you go. They're they're open to other opinions. Yeah, so that's good. Um, I actually just saw them at the. Uh, I didn't. I fr- I tried to get over to them, but they took off. Um, yeah. We went to a panel about um, animatronics. Called uh, it was it was featuring Bob Gurr who basically invented animatronics. That sounds really and, awesome. But he it was really cool. And they also because he got fired from Disney in like the I think wanna, I want to say like the late sixties, early seventies, and immediately went to Universal and made King Kong, um, <laughs> the big giant King Kong animatronic, yeah. which is one of the best animatronics ever made. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, he really um, – and now he does stuff all over the world, including Disney as a contractor, which he probably gets paid way more doing that than he ever did working for Disney as an employee, which is great. Um, yeah, good rules. for him to take all that money because um, he worked on like their new Mystic Manor in Shanghai Disneyland, which I don't know if you've ever checked that out on YouTube. It's pretty incredible. It's it's a weird and clash because I do I I hate theme parks but I do love animatronics. <laughs> yeah, me too. 
I mean, I don't hate theme parks, but I really, really love animatronics. Yeah. And and then he worked on this. He showed a bunch of photos from this new ride that he just opened at a park in the Netherlands. And it looked crazy. Yeah. It was like this because it was based off – it was like an original because the stuff he seems to be doing now is like – it's not based on anything. It's like these original stories and – that's that's where I think you can get really creative with some of this stuff because you're not yeah. bound to these licensed set characters. And yeah. Anyways, that was cool. And it seems like Dave and Kayla got a, were doing a lot during Comic Con. You can check out their show and Amusings. Also Kayla's show, which is the Artist Tree and Midnight Marinara and what's their other one? Undercooked Analysis, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I gotta put that one down on my list. Speaking of lists, if you want to make a list-based website, you could save fifty dollars doing that. Whoa, I that was that was lame. Um, go to radiobrendo.com, click the oh, DreamHost link, and that you'll save good, fifty dollars. That was okay. a, that was a good transition. I I wrote and so I know many about good, good jokes. Transitions. <laughs> that was a very cheesy joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was good. I um. Wrote a bunch of awesome jokes last night and went to the open mic because the guy invited me back. But I don't know if it's a weird test that the host does because after specifically inviting me back this week um, and I got there early, he then proceeded. Um, I didn't get picked. Oh, <laughs> so I don't know what? if that was some weird open mic host power move. Yeah, or- a bit of hazing, perhaps. But I, so I'm like, so I'm like, oh, and then, and then I think he seriously was waiting. I think he was waiting for me to come up afterwards and get mad at him because I, because I watched other people yell at him yeah. for not putting them on. But me having one, I am a decent human being. And two, I understand how open mics work. Um, yeah. I just said, thank you. I'll see you next week. And I think he was very impressed. Yeah. So, um, nice. also it was a really good open mic and I, like, I really liked it. So I was glad I went and I met some cool people. So, That's awesome. Um, yeah, it's, I've been going to the, I, this is the second week in a row. There's an open mic in Riverside called Rupo. So if anybody in the Riverside area, um, it's R-U-P-O. It's at, it's called, it's at Back to the Grind Coffee House from 9 to 11. And it stands for Riverside Underground Performance something. Operations. I just forgot what the, something. Underground Performance Object? No, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> I, organization, maybe? I don't know. They said it, and I was like, that's really good, and now I totally forgot it. But check it out. Um, hopefully I'm, I'm gonna get back up soon. But either way, it's, it's a lot, of, it's mostly poetry and type stuff, but yeah. it's really, it's really good. And, and music, mostly poetry and music. Some guy got up and the only thing remotely, um, resembling comedy this week's was a guy got up and told a story about being an extra, on a movie. It was, huh. it was an entertaining story. Yeah. Um, they, um, basically the gist of the story was they were using airsoft guns in a student film on a college campus and nobody bothered to tell the campus police that. Huh. Um, so of course the cops came and although they almost got and one and the guy in the story almost got shot by the cops. Yeah. So, um, Fun that stuff. was, yeah. Um, but, I did do my stand up there on, uh, last week and you can check that out in our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Brendo Man. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. 
Um, <clears throat> so also on our website, if you want to support us, Radio Breno Man, which we could use your support. We're trying to um, finish up our Kickstarter goods and um, working on the new Brax book and getting, I think, oh yeah, Breno Man All-Stars, the new EP, which is coming out. So, awesome. Yes. Very exciting. Well, um, we, we have some, we just, we, we, we had to dip into our slush fund to finish yeah. those up. <laughs> so now we, we need some, we need people to get some more Amazon stuff. And, uh, and we also, we, if you want to get on the Amazon Prime bandwagon, if you're not yet, um, we got free trials. If you go to radiobrendo.com, click the Amazon Prime free trial, you get a 30 day free trial. And after that, it's $99 a year. But it's a, nice. Amazon Prime is an amazing deal. It's, it's very good. It's great for buying things. It's also, they got a ton of stuff on their instant watch and Amazon originals, man. I think they're creeping up on people. I mean, yeah. um, they got a lot of good stuff. They've won a lot of Emmys too, not just Netflix. And, uh, um, I haven't watched, I want to watch season two of, have you ever watched Man in a High Castle? No. That's it's pretty the, cool. It's the Wolfenstein TV show. Yes, now. yes. So with Shang Tsung from the Mortal Kombat movie. Oh, uh, that's awesome! I love that yeah, movie. Yeah, that um, really. Even though I never played the Mortal Kombat game, that was a beloved movie of my. Childhood oh, dude. Okay, me. I I love the I love the heck out of Mortal Kombat the movie. Yeah. Like I think it's easily one of the top five video game movies, <laughs> which isn't that hard. <laughs> that not that big of a hey, title. Well, there are a lot of great video game movies. Okay, like what? Super Mario Brothers. Oh man, okay. What about do you like any uh, sorry if, like do you like any of the Uwe Boll video game movies? Um Did he do any of the Resident Evils? No, I don't think so. No, he did what like he the did? really bad ones, like Blood he Rain one, and yeah, Alone in the Rain. Dark and um, I don't think I've seen any of his. And um House of the Dead, which was not filmed in a house and instead feature filmed on an island. It's not Island of the Dead. That's a different <laughs> video game. That game wasn't even out yet when they made that movie. Uh, yeah, I don't think I've seen any of, of uh, Uwe Ball's work. Maybe he predicted Island of the Dead, the video game. Maybe. He's ahead I don't of know. his time. Just like he um, I'm trying to think of other games. Uh, Double Dragon. Do you like Double Dragon with Scott Wolf? I have Wolf not seen. I've not and seen Robert Double Patrick. Dragon. That was what Robert Patrick... Robert Patrick made some bad choices following Terminator 2. Because I feel yeah. like he could have... I feel like he could have gone stronger. He ended up being really good on The Sopranos and some other stuff, but I mean, his I think I think Double Dragon was like his follow up to Terminator Two. <laughs> now there, I think there was some years in between there. Uh, but. Someone is knocking at the door, causing a lot of barking. Hmm. Um, I'm just gonna go answer that real quick. Sorry about oh, that. Okay, that's okay. Um, so okay, I'll just keep um, talking here. We got our Amazon. If you even if you don't have Amazon Prime. Be sure to check out our Amazon link, and whenever you buy Amazon stuff, go to RadioBrendo.com first, and then click on the Amazon banner, and we will we'll read some of these stuff off. Are you back? I am back, yes. Okay. All right, so here's what people bought this week um, using our Amazon link, which this is the easiest way to support Radio Brendo Man. Besides rate reviewing and subscribing on iTunes, which I think this might even be easier than rating reviewing and subscribing on iTunes, because that involves like you have to sign into it. iTunes, and hmm, 
because it's stuff you're going to buy anyway. Exactly. Um, so somebody bought The Walking Dead Volume 27, The Whisperer War, which reminds me that I am beyond behind on The Walking Dead since they're on Volume 27 of the trades, and I think I'm on Volume, like, 15? What issue does that correspond to? Man, I don't know. Let me look. Where I, are you at? Last time I was reading, uh, well, last time I was reading the comic, I was on the single issues, not the trades. Um, I feel like I I dropped off somewhere in like the one thirties. Okay, so this collects one fifty seven to one sixty two, so that's not that bad. So yeah, but I mean, it's, I'm still pretty behind. It seems like. I mean, that's like twenty something yeah. issues. That's way more. I I think I I I didn't. I haven't gotten much past one hundred. Man, I remember when you got. Walking Dead 100, didn't they release it at Comic-Con? They released it the Wednesday of Comic-Con, yeah. And you were like... Um, I mean, just because comics come out on Wednesday. You were completely um, freaking out, and then you went and met Robert Kirkman. Yeah, but I hadn't cool. read it yet, because I literally... I bought Walking Dead 100, got on the train to Comic-Con, <clears throat> couldn't read on the train because I get motion sickness super easy, um, and yeah. then met Robert Kirkman, but I hadn't read it yet, and I was like... Oh, you hadn't read it yet?! <laughs> Because I I had no time. I literally like I bought I bought the comic on the way to the train station. Oh yeah, and then we immediately went right in there, and then we yeah. and then I remember we were walking. Robert Kirkman like had no line because he was getting well, ready to leave. He was so he was officially done signing, and the security guards had just made the line leave. But then yeah. he just hung out and like didn't care that people. And were then we yeah because we him, just so I came up to we him and, totally just walked up to him. I definitely remember that um, yeah. because I remember I, I was, was a. I was Sorry. terrified that a spoiler would come up in the conversation somehow. <laughs> well, he sounds like he's a good guy because holy, that's yeah. like the that's that could have been the spoiler of all spoilers. What if Robert yeah. Kirkman had spoiled that for you? That would, I mean, technically, I mean, I'm. I'm <laughs> Is it a spoiler if he Robert tells Kirkman. you? Yeah, I don't know if it, I don't know if that counts as a spoiler because me reading the comic is technically him telling me exactly. But man, but then yeah, that yeah. Because uh, I remember I was nowhere near issue 100. So then I remember when you did read it, you were freaking out. But I'm like, don't tell me, don't tell me. But then I was like, oh, you could tell me because I'm so far behind. And then you did tell me and then I freaked out. Yeah. I think you showed it to me and I was like, holy crap. Because that's one of the gnarliest things. Death, that's one yeah. of the gnarliest things I think I've ever seen in comics. Yeah. Like, that was crazy. Um. So anyways, that's um, Somebody Bought the Walking Dead, Volume 27. We also got uh, Back by Midnight. I don't know what this is. I think it's a book. I'm going to guess. I've heard, I've heard that title before. <laughs> book. But I oh, movie. It book? It's a it's movie. Who's in it? St- starring Ronnie Dangerfield, Randy Quaid, and Chrissy Alley. That checks out. He's like in a prison. He's in a jail. I've never even heard like of this. I've seen the cover of that movie, but I don't think I, I've seen the actual I guarantee you Phil owns this. Yeah. This sounds, oh, you know who else? Oh, this is a, so it's Rodney Dangerfield, Randy Quaid, Christy Alley, Phil Lamar, voice actor, and yeah. Pulp Fiction, and Paul Rodriguez. Paul I'm not sure, 100% who that is. Huh. Interesting. Directed, directed by Harry Basil. Harry Basil, great director. Um, when Warden Jake Pulaski's Rodney Dangerfield requests for funds to remodel the prison are turned down by Eli Rockwood, Randy Quaid, Jake takes matters into his own hands. He masterminds a hilarious scheme that turns the rundown prison into a country club? 
This, yeah, this sounds like it was a, 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 either a Rodney Dangerfield or Randy Quaid movie generator seems to have come up with this idea. Because <laughs> that kind of – that's weird because like that sounds like Caddyshack but without – like the country club part sounds like Caddyshack. Like that's weird. Yeah. Sounds weird. All right. I have to check that out sometime. It's only – it's someone paid $7 for this. On Amazon. Okay. Let us know. Let us know. All right. We got a Yamaha medium boom arm. Nice. So someone's getting a boom for a microphone. I think that's what this is. Yeah. Um, yes. Oh yeah. Well, that's like a, it's for, oh no, this is for symbols, not for a microphone. Oh, for symbols. Interesting. Yeah. So I believe this might be a Matt Zappa purchase, um, unless there's another drummer in our audience, which, if so, reveal yourself. All right, I want to know if you've seen any of these movies because this sounds like an amazing Saturday night. They got an action-packed movie marathon featuring Cyclone, okay. Alienator, Eye of the Tiger, and Exter- uh-huh. Exterminator 2. Uh, Mind you, Exterminator 2. Yeah, this sounds like an asylum pack. Uh, Let me check. It's made by Shout Factory. This is one of their new... They've been doing a lot of these, kind of like finding these just really random movies. Yeah. Are they they've, like so are they like old movies? Oh, yeah. These are like yeah. Grindhouse. But these one of these features... Um, Cyclone is... I, I, I'm sorry. I'll go faster after this, but some of these... Mm-hmm. You got to read these. When her inventor boyfriend, Jeffrey Coombs, from Reanimator is murdered, Terry Marshall... Heather Thomas from The Fall Guy must keep his high-tech futuristic um, motorcycle from falling into the wrong hands. Martin Landau, Troy Donahue, and Martin Breezewick from Thunderball co-star in this explosive and thrilling adventure. Wow. Eye of the Tiger. When former Vietnam veteran and ex-con... Oh, I love these names. Buck Matthews. Do you know who stars as Buck Matthews? No, who? Gary Busey. So when Gary Busey returns home to find his town is overrun by a sadistic motorcycle gang, he enlists the help of a fellow vet to win the town back. Yeah. Yafet Koto from Alien and William Smith from Conan the Barbarian also star in this. All these movies sound the same. They fight people. Yeah. Um, The Exterminator. Oh my God, this sounds amazing. This is, I have to read, I have to watch these now because, um, because this sounds like a gender swap Terminator ripoff. Um, from a remote space station prison, an iron willed alien warden sends an indestructible assassin, the alienator, (laughs) after an escaped prisoner who's crash landed on earth. Oh shit. Starring Jan Michael Vincent. Oh fuck. PJ Souls. John Philip Law and female bodybuilder Tegan as the alienator. Okay, I have to watch this movie. I would like to watch that movie as well. That sounds very good. Oh, dude. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, I gotta find that because that sounds great. Curse you, Shout Factory, and whoever ordered that. <laughs> um, alright, we got a Motel Hell Collector's Edition Blu-ray. Have you seen Motel Hell? Uh, I have not, no. Classic. It's a classic late night. Or 
I think I it was a regular movie on uh, Joe Bob Briggs um that drive-in show that he had where he show old horror movies. Um, all right, we got Zach Design Star Wars Episode Ky- Episode Seven Kylo Ren Sculpted Bank. So I guess it's cool. a piggy bank. We got an iPhone case. Um, doesn't look like anything special. Going for the practical, not the flashy. Like it's about as plain of a case. It's just gold and black. Yeah. Very standard. All right, we got Dr. Queen RGB RCA splitter cable component adapter. Uh, audio cables. Man, I need to get some audio cables. I can't, I don't know what the heck's going on with my TV, but like half the time when I turn it on, whenever I change the input, like then I don't have any sound. Huh. It's driving me nuts. I have something from, I, I mainly watch TV on my, or watch, I mainly use my TV with my computer, which is mm-hmm. plugged into an HDMI switcher because I also have my PS4. Oh yeah, those can, I know those sometimes can have issues. And it's a weird thing where it's sometimes it'll it'll say, "Oh, you can't use HDMI doesn't have audio. You can't use HDMI for audio." Is the error message I'll get, and I'm like, Ugh. "No, I'm pretty sure you can." So I just the cycle through the switcher, and then the audio works. Do you have a PS4 or what do you? PS4, yeah. Because I've and had a, a problem. U. Hmm. And I was saying, sort of sarcastically proud, and a Wii U. Well, I have I have a Wii U as well. Yeah, I but do you like actually, you're. I haven't been playing it. I don't think I played my Wii U in quite some time. I played um, it a bunch with Breath of the Wild. Well, yeah, yeah. you got you got um, Breath of the Wild on uh, on Wii U. Yeah, that game is so it's fucking incredible. I love it so much. So so like the Wii U version is solid. It sounds like yeah, yes. It's not just like an afterthought. Yeah, I I've I was able to play a little bit of it on a Switch too at a friend's house. Mm-hmm. I will say the Switch version looks slightly better, but other than that, they're I mean they're the same. Yeah, I've watched YouTube videos and I couldn't tell which one was which really. Yeah, like the exact it's the exact same game. It's not like because yeah. I would compare it to like when Twilight Princess came out. Like I had the GameCube one; it was great. Yeah, I I played it on the Wii, but yeah, I yeah same thing. Um. I wanted to get it on the Wii because I remember Twilight Princess that use that you needed that disc in order to be able to for a while you needed that disc in order to be able to hack your Wii. Interesting. So I ended up buying it later. Huh. Um, I ended up lending it to my friend Brandon Jimenez in senior year of high school. Never got it back. Man, screw you, Brandon. Yeah. I want that Twilight Princess back. Yeah. Um Alright, we got a uh Platinum, um, doctor, I already did that. I did all this. Oh, platinum 6.5 feet polyester 100 UPF beach umbrella. So it's a hundred. Is that like the sun factor? I, I don't Does that know. mean it's like a 100 level sunscreen? Mm. It's a hundred feet. It's a very large beach umbrella. Man, well, somebody's going out to the beach. Um, it's real more of a circus tent. <laughs> one of my, most I thought the most impressive thing that I observed at Comic Con were was the way because it's like city law that they can't have like enclosed tents out on the like pier and stuff where they like wait for Hall H. Yeah. So they have basically come up with 
the most they can do with those windscreens without it being fully enclosed. Huh. And it's pretty amazing to see some of the stuff that these people have created out of those windscreens. Because I've seen yeah. where, like, I watched a cop come up to one of them, and the guy's like, that's an enclosed tent. And he showed a hole in the flap where it made it, like, this, like the craziest technicality I'd ever seen. <laughs> They'd read, the, they, they had the statute to the letter, and so he was showing him how, no, it does not break any of these laws. Yeah. So they could, and they're basically tents. They're tents without officially being tents. Huh. So, so maybe that's what this beach umbrella was part of. Huh. Um, alright, we got, um, another RGB coupler splitter, video audio, five RCA. So these are RCA stuff. Maybe somebody's messing around with some video capturing. Perhaps. Alright, we got Lego Batman movie on Blu-ray disc. I need to nice. see that. I've heard it's amazing. It's a very good movie. Um, Phil went to the Lego Ninjago panel, which I was actually into after seeing the trailer for. Was um, Kumail at the panel? Kumail was at the panel. Because that's all I know about that movie is that Kumail's in it. Um, he said Kumail was there. Uh, Michael Pena was there. Uh, a ton of people were there. Dave Franco. The only person who wasn't there, and I almost went to the panel because I'm like, you never know. What if he did show up? Was Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan was not there. Yeah. We were got you in to college s- with us when Jackie Chan yes. showed off his crazy oh, my skate man. God. I think that was all of our like greatest thing that ever happened to us at Comic Con. Yeah. That was so good. Oh my God. Like, cause he was there and Arnold was there and they like, yeah. were like hugging him. And then like, that was the same year that Arnold just started basically quoting all his own lines. <laughs> Gosh, that was nuts. Yeah. Um, man. All right. Um, I think that's going to do it for this episode. We'll pick back up next time. Um, be sure to go to radiobrendo.com. Emily, where can we find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter at very cool Emily, um, and all my podcasts on bevynetwork.com. Yes. All right. Well, that's going to do it. And, um, so for Radio Brendo Man, um, you want to sign off with me, Emily? Sure. Oh, you don't know the new sign off. Well, that's okay. You can just say your name oh, and I'll do the sign off and then you can okay. do it next time. Um, okay. All right. So for Radio Brendo Man, I'm Brendan Creasy. I'm Emily Schmemily. And have a good one, everybody. And John Goobang Do.
podcast welcome and amusings are your musings here age relives fond memories of the past and here you may savor the challenge and promise of the future hi i'm david and i'm kayla and if it wasn't readily apparent from that we're huge nerds about disney that's why we're doing the animusings podcast once a month we'll sit down and talk about a film in detail from the walt disney animation studios filmography covering them in chronological order from snow white to moana and beyond to moana and beyond sweetie we're not doing pixar yet we'll do that after that's going to be a long time coming. Anyway, if that sounds up your alley, come join Kayla and I, and maybe a guest or two, as we explore the Disney animated canon, film by film. With the hope that it'll be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. Ooh, nicely said. Don't thank me. Thank Walt. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.